Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with Regan and Brad. Match week two in the Premier League is nearly all wrapped up and it was an entertaining weekend once again, wasn't it? It really felt like. It felt like what? that typical second week come down. Yeah. Yeah. It's not nearly as exciting, yeah. but it does deliver in most departments. Mm. Definitely so. I mean, we had a spectacular goal this weekend. Arsenal being Arsenal. It had all the glitz and the glam this weekend, but I think because of the highs of the opening weekend, it was a lot to live up to this weekend for all 20 teams. And it, it was definitely a duller weekend in terms of excitement levels, but it still had enough excitement in it this past weekend. Yeah, always lots of excitement in your life, especially at the weekends. Definitely. I've had a yes. nice weekend. <laughs> I've had a blast. <laughs> There's only one place we can start, though, and that is, of course, Sunday Night Football. Well, not Sunday Night Football, but it was the last game we've had so far, and that was from the Emirates Stadium as Arsenal entertained Chelsea. Inverted commas, entertained, when you, when you put that in. Well, yes. Um, obviously, bad news for Arsenal earlier on in the day. They uh, It came out that Ben White has tested positive for COVID, so he was out of their squad and is likely to miss their next game against Manchester City this coming weekend so don't think anyone uh, was more missing... disappointed than Romelu Lukaku <laughs> yeah so they were missing nine senior players from their 11 over the last two games uh, we're fortunate enough to welcome back Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang to the bench uh, he did make an appearance in the second half but that first half was just purely dominant from Chelsea wasn't it? That was the half that I guess proved Chelsea are going to be a threat this year at least at yeah. the top level everyone knows they're going to be top four but Lukaku just added something that we didn't think could be added yeah I mean Pablo Murray in that first half just got bullied by Lukaku the, well, the first goal just summed it up. I don't think Pablo Murray is the answer for Arsenal mm. he would have no. been his Lukaku yeah, I mean, this brute strength of Lukaku just to bully Mary so much was oh, it's hilarious to see throughout that first half. Well, it's funny because I, even it is attempt at trying to win a foul, I just didn't laugh at. It was like, mm. you've just been finished. <laughs> Walk off now. Yeah, 100%. I was thinking at this rate, uh, you might as well sub him off at half-time because he was just being absolutely uh, run ragged by Lukaku um, but that front three of Chelsea Mount Havertz and Lukaku that looks like it could be a deadly trio this season yeah well Chelsea have got so many different trios they can utilise with Lukaku you could yeah do... I mean ZH brought in Werner was brought in in the second half both of them so you saw that change in the second half Pulisic is to come back as well so there's a lot of options, like you said, up top for Thomas Tuchel to experiment with this season. Yeah, it, it's frightening for every other team in that top four S, you'd think. Oh, they 100%. seem to have the most versatile attack. Yeah. Or the I mean, best the fact that they least. didn't even start Kante. I don't get the way that midfield is, and Kante doesn't get a game. I mean, I think he was still coming back to full fitness, but the fact that you can bring Angola Kante off the bench. Jesus Christ, that is saying something. 
uh, about the squad depth that Tuchel has available. But yeah, so Lukaku opens his Chelsea account, scoring after 15 minutes, which is his first goal in Chelsea colours ever because he didn't score for them first time round. Um, he's scored at his debuts now almost every club he's been at. I think part, apart from Chelsea. Well, no, he has like, He did that second debut. No, his the second, second debut, debut, debut has got debut, obviously the very... The first debut, yeah. He scored at uh, West Brom on his debut, Everton, Manchester United and Inter Milan and now Chelsea, which is an incredible uh, feat for someone to be continuing on in his longevity of his career. I think uh, Zlatan has also got something similar. Uh, Are you still trying to go on the well. rivalry in Inter? <laughs> don't <laughs> No, don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, um, easy as you like for him. Great ball in by uh, Reese James for him. Just yeah, simple tap. Reese James he needs. Reese James needs singling out more than anyone. Yeah, <laughs> he was unreal. He was, yeah, one of his best performances in a Chelsea shirt. I think so far. Yeah, like he was really good throughout that whole ninety minutes. I mean, like Gary Neville said in commentary, defensively there was a bit of uh, lapses in it, but going forward and attacking, he was really good for Chelsea yeah that can happen in the 3-4-3 because it's so open once you get past that midfield but Reese James as we've always known him as defender not as much as in the attacking side but Mm. this game proved that wrong yeah really did I mean he just loved getting forward at uh, Rob Holding no Cedric Suarez sorry Cedric uh, Suarez side of Rob Holding Yes, Cedric was the right back. Yeah, I was oh, no, so he would have been going at Kieran But the thing with Tierney was uh, that he was getting pulled out of position because his defence was all all over the place. Yeah, I mean, he really struggled defensively that game because, I mean, you've got Mason Mount who was also on that right-hand side always moving from out wide to come into the middle. So that allowed the space for James to operate in and he was just able to utilise that uh, free space as much as possible. Yeah, and again, Arsenal just didn't have the defence. Just shocking, really, because at no point did they ever look in line with one another. Nor did yeah, it, it was all over the place. Nor did it seem like there was a leader in there. Mm, I mean, I know that everyone was always criticising him, like, why was he an Arsenal player? But at least David Luiz gave you that bit of leadership when it was needed amongst the back four where that back four yesterday just like you said looked all over the shop and no one really commanding it yeah but the attack on the round is... at least somewhat looked okay a bit like a break as Brentford you know the obvious names they, they beat Smith Rowe again looked decent yeah Saka looked good yeah I'm trying to figure out else um so, Albert Sambi yeah, Lukonga was all right at times. Yeah. Like he, he had a really solid home debut for Arsenal. Mm. He feels like someone that will take time and then he'll come into his own, but he's got to have the options around yeah. <laughs> Definitely so. Um, it's just a tough start to life, though, Phil Mikel Arteta this season. Yeah. I mean, they're yet to score a goal in the Premier Two League. Two games, Man- zero goals, yeah. four conceded. <laughs> And Manchester City up next oh, as well. You had to say straight away, I had a joke for that. <laughs> Sorry. I was leaving that, that for what the was end. Your joke no, be it's then? gone now. It's <laughs> uh, yeah, um, 
it's really going to be a long gold season for Arsenal and mm. at this minute in time my prediction of Arteta being gone by Christmas is looking more and more likely by the day <laughs> it's certainly getting there <laughs> it's not looking as bold now is it <laughs> if there's only one thing I can like for Arsenal it's their half time entrance music picks <laughs> <laughs> yes I'd rather have watched their PA announcer it's just on it with pop culture <laughs> cult of personality <laughs> of all the weeks to do it in uh, Although Court of Personality is um, not the best choice of song for Arsenal right now. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, strange thing from the game, and I did mention it to you uh, over Messenger. Burnt Leno wearing Arsenal's away kit. I missed this. And he says, I was like, yeah. you got to send me a pic because I, <laughs> I, I was waiting to yeah, see so it. And he... I never got it. So he was obviously in the all yellow and that is Arsenal's away kit for this season. But um, the thing is I saw somewhere where it said that uh, it was down to his choice to wear that uh, away kit as his goalkeeper kit because he had done it uh, last season as well for um, because the goalkeeper kits they have, they've got a blue one, a green one and an orange kit. So he could have worn any of them kits. I think that's a very productive, multi-purposes, goalkeeper yeah. and outfit player. Oh, I was like, yeah, it, it just looked really strange. Because I saw it and I was like, hang on, why do I recognise this kit for as an Arsenal kit? And then I realised it's actually their uh, away <laughs> kit. So it absolutely baffled me. But um, aside from that, Arsenal looked a bit better in the second half, got to say. They didn't look as uh, raggedly run compared to what they did in the first yeah. half, but it's still a long way to go for okay. them this I season. I feel like Chelsea just weren't really fully committing to batter them. Yeah, I think they could have easily had three or four in the first half and definitely could have added one or two in the second, but like you said, they didn't seem fully committed to scoring more goals in that second half. No, they didn't, but... Uh... Enough on that one, because I think we should get to a real massacre that took place at the Etihad. I mean, we all knew this was going to happen, though, at the Etihad, though. Let's be realistic. Yeah. All that in front of a almost empty stadium. <laughs> <That's joking. laughs> I'm sure they had fans in eventually in those empty seats that were going around. Uh, 51,437 was the attendance. I don't know what the so. capacity is. <laughs> I think 55 to 57 I think that can hold I don't know, that wasn't the thing that concerned me it was more they're freeing it up they've got a corner coming in no one's standing up in anticipation that there's got to be a goal and then when they do eventually score it's just a mild like, clap like you know someone's just managed to get 15 love at Wimbledon <laughs> yeah I mean we, we all knew from kick off that Man City were going to turn up for the box, especially after last week's defeat to Tottenham and unfortunately Norwich were the culprits of this 5-0 hammer in I mean, poor Norwich <laughs> the, you know Norwich are going, the thing they're is going that, through the Fulham stage of last season yeah So which was the Norwich stage the season yeah, before there'll be a point when they just focus defensively and they'll get a result mm. here and there yeah, I mean, Daniel Farker admitted it himself. Uh, I saw in his post-match interview on Match of the Day. Voice. 
they <laughs> no. no please <laughs> uh, i'm not going i'm not i'm not going to do a dodgy german accent um but even he admitted to himself all the goals were from mistakes from uh man city's right hand side their left hand side which in the first half it was dimitris uh Giannoulis who was at fault for him and then he got subbed off at half time because he was just getting absolutely destroyed on that left hand side and then bally mumba came on for him and even he struggled so it was just really easy all five goals for him I mean you can't blame Tim Krull for any of them goals well <laughs> scored no goal get out of the way when he kicks the ball yeah. <laughs> I'm joking yeah, that a... was just unfortunate <laughs> yeah well, um, Jack Grealish gets his no, first goal count. in City Colours you see that that didn't count <laughs> he do shit he just hits and him it doesn't mean it still goes no. down as Jack Grealish's goal Yes, that's how it works. He found it pretty quickly that if he does that at Villa Park, there's limbs everywhere. Do that in Man City again. Mild applause. Yes, which is nothing surprising there at the Etihad. Um, but yeah, he's going for Guardiola side. Again, a little strange seeing Gabri Jesus out on the wing instead of Ferran Torres, but I think I was proven wrong because Jesus did really well on that wing. Man City. Again, I don't want to give the excuse. I'll look at the opposition that he faced. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just hates playing strikers. Yeah, which is really strange. Maybe he secretly doesn't want Harry Kane. <laughs> He'll end up playing him central defensive mid. Yeah, Harry Kane him. is a is an attacking midfielder. <laughs> Man City. Yeah, true. <laughs> He's the long term well, yeah, replacement. <laughs> Who obviously missed the game through injury this week, but I mean, he wasn't needed at all, was he, De Bruyne? I mean, I think it probably could have been closer to 10 if De Bruyne actually played in that game because it's going to be a long old season for Norwich at this rate. Yeah, they've got a trip uh, against Leicester next up in the forum at Carrow Road uh, this coming Saturday, so and then they face Arsenal afterwards. So it's not easy uh, task coming for well, I mean, Arsenal is easier than the other you'd think. <laughs> yeah, I mean Arsenal is after the international break, but if they don't get points there, their first real point uh, uh, could come against Watford on the 18th of September. Mm. Which right. obviously now is not the time to start panicking for Norwich fans. It's still very early in the season, and who knows what can happen. Oh yeah, I mean we're only two games into the season, but. We all predicted that Norwich were going to be one of the strugglers in the season and it's going to be one of them where you expect them to get these type of hammerings against Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool's, but against the teams around them, so the three that uh, the other two that came up with them and then the three or four that just survived last season, they should start picking up points sooner or later. Yeah, and I want to go on to a different potential relocation candidate well, well two of them I guess in a way because I first want to start with Liverpool simple win over Burnley yeah pretty straightforward not much to very straightforward not much to say about really no um, I mean I think Simicast the only looks decent <laughs> yeah Costa Simicast looks really decent um, a fun fact it was the first time that a 1-11 to was done on the Back of shirts. That wasn't a commemorative reason 
since Charlton Athletic back in the 1998-99 season, I think, is what I heard on commentary, uh, which is right. very strange <laughs> to see. Like, people were obviously uh, going on about it. it was like, really, is this what we've just... Is, is that what brings excitement out of us now? Yes, because you see these ridiculous numbers, a.k.a. Trent Alexander-Arnold, why is he still wearing 66? Joel Matip's 32. Harvey Elliott, 67. I mean, he's still one of the youngsters, so that's understandable. But 67, just have 1 to 11. And then the rest of your first squad have 12 to 25. It's just... I don't understand why players have these stupid numbers. Absolutely ridiculous. To be different. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, but yeah, but just when, straightforward win for club side. The last thing we can have really avoid the use of Harvey Elliott because he looked pretty yeah, decent. Okay. And I guess it just he proves the depth options midfield wise. There, there isn't much of a concern. They've mm. got him to come in to Curtis Jones as well. Yeah, so the options are there. I mean, they obviously, yeah, they obviously missed uh, Fabinho for personal reasons. Uh, yeah. This week, due to family grievance, uh, Oxlade Chamberlain was also missing for family reasons because his girlfriend or wife—I don't know what she is—gave uh, birth. That's Perry from Little Miss. Uh, you... <laughs> Whatever she is, Chamberlain's her injury. I can. She's not a footballer, so I don't give a crap. I will throw you to the Little Mix stands <laughs> just for that. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, James Milner to come back for her injury, but. That three of Henderson, Cater and Harvey Elliott did really well. Mm, pretty much. That's the other team who, well, I guess we had as relegation candidates at the start of the season. But, you know, when you're beating uh, poor little teams like Manchester United, <laughs> maybe not. So Southampton drawing 1-1. Yeah, I mean... What happened? Fred and Matic played. That's what happened. That's not an excuse there, is it? No, it is because... For a team that should be winning the league, you should be going out playing attackingly against Southampton, and you can't have them to start in because they're always costing you the game. The reason they scored was easy. Bruno Fernandes didn't get a man uncle from any Man United player. That's and then in the sec- Bruno Fernandes pisses me off when I watch him moans. Yeah, I mean, that that wasn't a foul. That was, was a fair, fair tackle. And then they, the points. one where Adam... Yeah, I mean, the one where Adam Armstrong uh, nearly scored as well after Maguire gave the ball away. Again, no man-uncle. So, United have only got themselves to blame for that result. And they played well, don't get me wrong. They had their chances to score uh, a lot more goals than they did, especially in the first half. They probably should have been about 2-3 up. But you can't complain um, too much, but... Yeah, I think I'd like to see against these teams. I don't want to be seen two defensive midfielders. I'd like to see just the one and maybe play two up front. Uh, but I've also got to be questioning what more does Donny van der Beek have to I was do to get into this team? I was absolutely going to get to that because you're just depressed now if you're that guy. Yeah, I mean, he missed the Euros through injuries, worked really hard to get fit, he's apparently had a really good pre-season, and he put Jesse Lingard on over him, who's obviously been linked with moves away from the club, Matic and Fred play, McTominay comes on in ahead of you, and you're just like, Jesus. Bearing in mind, McTominay's also not fully fit as well, so 
you must be really annoyed at yourself if you're Thunder Bay. You're questioning what more do I have to do? And, and yeah. where am I going wrong if I'm not getting the game time? Oh, 100%. And if there's just no um, real reason, or at least one that's good enough, get the hell out of there. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I think after watching that Matic and Fred performance, a lot of United fans I've seen on social media were screaming out, we actually need to go out and buy one of the offensive midfielders we've been linked with, whether it's Ruben Neves, Wilfred Ndidi, Kamavinga, obviously Declan Rice unlikely to happen this summer, but there is definitely a move needed because they were just really poor in that game. They just got absolutely bullied by uh, Southampton's midfield of Romeo and Ward-Prowse and Moussa Gineppo. Yeah, you're still slightly haunted midfield-wise, which was the concern to this season. Yeah. And that you weren't. It's what's going to stop you being told to challenge us. Yeah, I mean, that is the only real concern for this Man United team because going forward, they will create the chances and score the goals because, I mean, Paul Pogba had another standout game um, Greenwood again was good got the goal Fernandes was, wasn't as best as he was last week against Leeds but still looked lively I mean Martial was just non-existent in that game when I saw him start I was honestly amazed because I thought oh, isn't he done at Man United like, why is he still starting and oh, why is this thing with Greenwood Supposed to be always oh, best suited out wide. A reason. Yeah. It's like Rashford, I don't know why he gets played out wide. Yeah, they're strikers. They run in behind. Yeah. They're creating stuff. They're the goal scorers. Yeah, they've them two have got the pace to bully your centre halves and get round them and score the goals. And I just I don't know why the last couple of Man United managers are insisting, especially with uh Rashford when he's fit in playing him out wide. Yeah, it's just annoying. Mm. But I think there's definitely uh, brighter things to come for this United team. I mean, uh, we travel to the Marling U next Sunday, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see uh, Sancho and Varane actually starting that game. Because Sancho with his two sub appearances has flattered to deceive at the moment, mm. but, but he's still... just time, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he hasn't had a pre season with us. Imagine if they do properly Van der Beek, Sancho. He's like, nah, mate. Most agree would play in that position. <laughs> oh, no. I think we'll see a change where Martial drops to the bench, Greenwood does go up top, and then uh, Sancho goes into that position there. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Southampton, though, credit to where it was due. They've played really well, uh, especially Mohamed Salisu in uh, defence. I think he was probably their standout player. He seemed it. But yeah, um, good point for them. Disappointing for Manchester United. Should we go for... Right, yeah, let's... just run through all the rest of the results. Yeah, uh, Tottenham beat Wolves 1-0 thanks to Deli LA penalty. Uh, Harry Kane did make an appearance with 20 minutes to go uh, for them. Elsewhere, Brighton beat Watford 2-0 thanks to goals from Neil Morpé and Shane Duffy in the first half. Leeds and Everton played out a very entertaining 2-2 draw. Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Damari Gray with the goals for Rafa Benitez's side, whilst Mateus Klick and Rafinha with a beautiful goal for Marcelo Bielsa's yeah, that side. That game was fantastic to watch. In the highlights. Yeah, Crist- yeah. Uh, Crystal Palace-Brentford played out a nil-nil draw, which I think not really too surprising. I don't know. 
but it's a good result for Brentford at the end of the yeah and finally Aston Villa beat Newcastle 2-0 thanks to a uh, wonder goal from Danny Ings and an Anwar El Ghazi penalty just beautiful stuff however I do want to say the one thing on there and they showed it on match of the day the two throw-ins so the one before the goal and the goal no one was marking Danny Ings at all maybe not but never did I think I would see the day where the Tony Pulis masterclass would have been used to such great execution yeah <laughs> though Danny Murphy didn't seem too oh, happy fuck about no, set screw piece him coaches. That, that proved it literally this guy was being told to his face why set piece coaches actually work and he just comes in well, I don't know why you need one literally you've just been proven why they need it we mm. suck at set pieces Whoever this new set piece coach is coming will be a good thing for us. Yeah. I, can't stand, I think he does have an agenda against us. I mean, the fact this man allows no fun into his life. He's like you. <laughs> no, I I allow fun in my life, but <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, the fact that for, I know it's it's a crazy thing to say, but we went from Ian Wright and Alan Shearer last week on match of the day to Jermaine Genius and Danny Murphy this week. Jesus wept. Yeah. Name a bigger downgrade in football. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit of a. But if it's anything, I could just say on the game, just a little bit. It's like we weren't amazing either. Like, but I still think no, it we wasn't did. the most convincing wins. No, we still did enough in the end. Newcastle yeah, didn't have a lot. Like, so Maximan was pretty well managed. I thought Wilson could have scored yeah. at least one. And yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Not a cabbage in sight. <laughs> if anything, there was just a slightly dour-looking potato on the sidelines. Oh no, that's Steve Bruce. Sorry, that's. Not... I mean, he looks like that nine times out of ten anyway, so <laughs> it's nothing too surprising there. And who needs Jack Grealish when you've got <laughs> Anwar El Ghazi? Really, El Ghazi adds more. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, at least in the penalty area, when he's outside, that he's dreadful. <laughs> he's, mean, he's still not got a hundred percent penalty record. He's not like that. I don't know so how someone could look so good in the penalty here and I swear he's yeah not it <laughs> yes alright Leon Bailey's gonna come <laughs> right let's head over to Europe where there has been a lot happen we have to start in the obvious place and that is obviously in yeah, France God, Jesus Christ <laughs> oh my so Nice Nice Marseille was meant to be the last game of the weekend and Nice were winning 1-0 thanks to a Casper Dolberg goal uh, just into the second half however the game was cancelled after 15 minutes remaining after Dimitri Payet goes to take a corner for Marseille and he's struck on the back by a Nice fan with a bottle and then uh, as he uh, retaliates and puts the bottle back in the stands Nice fans obviously angered by it and then storm the pitch and there's a lot of violence breaks out between the Nice fans, Marseille players, and everything—it just goes absolutely mental. It's malice at the Palace for any basketball fans out there. <laughs> That's the yes. best comparison. There's literally no coincidence, right? Because <laughs> on Friday I actually watched the Malice at the Palace Untold documentary that just came out on Netflix. <laughs> I don't know what's not untold from it. Have you not watched it? It's one for you. <laughs> no, I, I do know what happened. It goes through it in pretty good detail. If you're not too familiar it, with it, then yeah, I would watch it. It's yeah, basically I mean, carbon copy. <laughs> what just happened? Although 
Well, not not the starting point. Although technically it was a bottle <laughs> that started the Malice at the Palace as well. Yes. Um, well, Only Dimitri yeah, Pine didn't go into the Nice Ultras and start beating them up. <laughs> they <laughs> came to him. <laughs> yes. Um, absolutely crazy scenes though at the Allianz Riviera. Um, the game was obviously postponed for an hour or so and then it does get continued by the officials. Uh, Mar- the Nice players come out to uh, obviously defend what would have been the corner Marseille players haven't done and they stay in the changing rooms and obviously have been showered and ready to leave the stadium um, and because of uh, French FA rules as they didn't come back out Nice were handed a 3-0 victory though expect Marseille to protest that and uh, this is not going to be the end of this story at all oh, it's, it's the continuation of them because Marseille had it happen to them as well two weeks ago they mm. played Montpellier and there was an incident of bottles being thrown then as well like I'm not yeah. clued up on what's happened in France to make Marseille so hated I don't know it, it, it's so, their ultras in the last few years have always been quite yeah, yeah it's got to be some sort of off field thing yeah and the French FA need to step up massively to stop this stuff from happening because mm. players are getting all these kind of injuries and cuts and bruises on them it can't be happening you got to protect the welfare and the health and safety of the players and everything and it's nothing you want to be seeing in football ever and stadiums in France they're not all like they are in the Bundesliga with the, you know the nets the massive yeah. it's so easy for them to just run on and start a folly as we've just seen yeah it was... all they had to do was calm Absolutely. down off a wall and just jump over a barrier yeah, it literally took him seconds to get onto the pitch, which is absolutely crazy. Um, but uh, obviously, as a time of recording, we don't know any repercussions that are going to happen from this game. But obviously, we'll let you know if any more does develop over the course of the week. I think uh, if, so if make sure you stay tuned to our socials. If we're predicting, you could probably look at fines for both clubs because it's fans control players. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Me. Partial stadium closure. If not full stadium closure, it was just the ultras era. Yeah, although that if you've seen the full, there were there's not one or two that did get on from other sides, but they were just running around. They weren't Mm. going for players. Yeah, but you know what that will be like. They they could close one area of the stadium, and ultras know know how to get onto other bits of stadium. So I think a full stadium closure would be needed rather than a partial one. Yeah. Right, uh, elsewhere in uh, Liege 1 this week, PSG beat Brest 4-2 thanks to goals from Angel Di Maria, Idrissa Garner Gay, Kylian Mbappe Idrissa, and Idrissa Gay as well. Absolutely beautiful. No Messi? Where is he? Nope. Maybe next week we'll see. He's too busy trying to convince Ronaldo to come, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Uh, Monaco lost 2-0 to Lens, sent it in and Lille played out a 1-1 draw and... Leon played out a 3-3 draw with Clement, so it's a very interesting start to uh, the season over in France. Yeah, and I'm looking at the early table on PSG, I know the only team winning all three games. Yeah, yeah. scoring 10 and conceding 5. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all good. Uh, yes. 
over in the Bundesliga this week and that definitely didn't disappoint again. Uh, Friday night saw Leipzig beat Stuttgart 4-0. Dominic Sobolshoi scoring a brace for Dorota Bullen, which was a very good uh, couple of goals for Sobolshoi. Borussia Dortmund lost 2-1 to Freiburg in probably the surprise of the weekend. Bayer Leverkusen absolutely hammered Mönchengladbach 4-0 in again probably uh, a big surprise and it was a five goal thriller between FC Bayern Munich and FC Cologne as Bayern Munich ended up winning 3-2 in a very crazy 20 minute section uh, at the start of the second half so I mean absolutely crazy and Lewandowski doing what Lewandowski yeah, does no, 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 that's scoring for a guy who wants to leave not. you know that's very <laughs> I mean, I don't believe oh, no. in rumours, considering yeah, was just, that was coming from... Was just in England? No one in Germany was saying mm. it. <laughs> exactly. If, if Somebody Sky clearly Germany... got bored at Sky and just went, Joe. Oh, yeah. Let's make up some news. Uh, over in Italy, their season got underway this past weekend. Champions Inter Milan won 4-0, so it proves that life after Lukaku does and go Conte. on for them. And... Yes, and it's easy as Milan Skriniar, Hakan Chalanoglu, Arturo Vidal and Edin Dzeko were on the school sheets, which seems weird seeing Chalanoglu and Dzeko on the same team. Or that same weird? I don't know, I just saw a photo of them two celebrating and it just didn't seem right because obviously Chalanoglu has been at uh, AC Milan and Dzeko at Roma, but it just there was just something about yeah. that that just didn't seem right. You're a strange man. <laughs> Uh, elsewhere Lazio beat Empoli 3-1 Atalanta beat Torino 2-1 Juventus played out a 2-2 draw with Udinese Uh, they did have a late goal for Cristiano Ronaldo disallowed due to being offside again extremely marginally offside it's one of those in in the Premier League we'd be very annoyed over (laughs) I don't know how he's offside yeah yeah, uh, there was some rumours at the start of the game that he was benched because he has asked to leave the club. Though Pavel Neved came out well, once again saying that. Yeah, uh, Ronaldo is one hundred percent staying. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see what the next eight days of the transfer window does hold for uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Juventus. Some of the scores already uh, scrambling to do the photoshops. Yes, uh, and Jose Mourinho's second uh, coming in Italy got off to a perfect start as his Roma beat Fiorentina 3-1 with Mkhitaryan, Jordan Vertu Brace Jordan Vertu scoring him but that wasn't even the, the main talk because you saw who got the two assists in the game Tammy Abraham showed it already mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've just seen a lot of memes uh before that game was uh, you remember in the Spurs documentary when he he, he goes to Harry Kane I'm going to turn you into like a lethal player or a lethal striker there's a lot to record in that whole series but yeah I think I do Uh, uh, and then there's a lot of people doing that with uh, Tammy Abraham's face photoshopped uh, (laughs) Harry Kane I was like (laughs) yeah Um, yeah so what was also crazy in that game was Fiorentina's goalkeeper Bartolo Drakoski was uh, sent off, and they shoved. I believe it was one of their outfielders in goal, which was 
God. Absolutely crazy. Know, okay, well, she always have a goalkeeper on the bench. <laughs> yes. Um, over in Spain, though, this week we had a full f- uh, fixture list. Uh, not all games are finished yet. So we've still got two more games today as a recording. But Barcelona could only manage a 1 1 draw with Athletic Bilbao. So Messi um, would have destroyed Bilbao. <laughs> yep. Memphis scoring his first goal, official goal in Barcelona colours for Ronald Koeman's side. I still hate that shirt. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I don't know if it's Uh, the actual design of it or just the fact that it's white kit font. I think the font is what ruins it. Because I'm starting to like the kit a little, but (laughs) at the same time, it's not the best. Yeah, your fashion taste again. (laughs) Yes. Elsewhere, uh, current champions Atletico Madrid beat Elche 1-0 thanks to an Angel Correa goal in the first half and Real Madrid played out a very entertaining 3-3 draw with Levante with Vinicius Jr. scoring a brace and Gareth Bale scoring which is rolling back the years with Bale scoring and Benzema setting up the goal. Gareth Bale is still proving why Real Madrid fans need to appreciate him more. Yes. Um, but they obviously couldn't hold on for the win as uh, they had to come from behind yeah so not easy start to life in La Liga for Colo Angelotti side however all three teams are, are the top three teams in La Liga currently after two games right uh, that is all the European leagues covered this week yeah I just want to add something on the championship before we get to the predictions league do we have to? Unfortunately, yes, because what the hell were Luton playing at? <laughs> I don't know. I genuinely have no How idea. we lose it to them? Like 5-0. <laughs> they never score 5. <sighs> Please, can we stop talking about it? Fine, I'll, I'll leave that because we'll just go on to the fact that West Brom and Fulham are clearly the, the more dominant two. They're setting yeah, themselves 100%. apart already. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a definite two-way race for the title. Although Stoke are level on points with them, uh, them two at the minute, it's going to be. I think them two are the best two sides in the division by a long shot at this minute in time. Yeah, I guess obviously said Stoke. It's interesting that Coventry started very well. Uh, QPR are a team that people are favouring as well. Mm. And I don't think you can rule out Cardiff given they've got a promotion expert, Mick McCarthy. Yes. Um, down at the wrong end of the table, though, it's not looking good for Chris Hewton's side. Yeah. I mean, the yet to get a single point. Jeremy's lost 10 in a row. Has he? It, I didn't yeah, realise it was I mean, that bad. It's carried on from last season. It's not. Well, obviously, great. considering they've only played four games this season, lad. Well, you six last season as well. Oh, that is. And Sheffield United right. as well haven't started well either. No, but they finally scored their first goal of the season. Oh, well, at least they've done that. Yes, I'm sure it was someone who really sharp goal. I thought it was someone up and coming, but no, it's the same guy who's been there for years. Yeah, I mean, that was in stoppage time anyway, so... Well, yeah, that was what happened. They scored the equaliser and then went on lost anyway. <laughs> yeah. Because they then conceded two, it's like... <laughs> yeah, uh, which is going to be a long, <laughs> long season for them two at the bottom. The limbs of that order filled in. Yes. 
absolutely crazy scenes. Mm. Um, yeah, that's all, really. Right, on to... Yeah. So, as a reminder, I was winning from last week's predictions, but a lot has changed this week. So, the games we had were Arsenal, Chelsea, Palace, Brentford, Brighton, Watford, Roma, Fiorentina, Leverkusen, Mönchengladbach, and Nice, Marseille. So we both get a point each for correct uh, for predicting that Chelsea would win. Uh, you get one point for predicting a draw between Palace and Brentford. I get nothing. Uh, Brighton Watford, we were both wrong, as we both said Watford would win. I get one point for predicting that Roma would beat Fiorentina, and I was one goal away from being a perfect score, which would have been the first perfect score of the season. We were both drastically wrong in the Bayer Leverkusen Gladbach game. I mean, I got the amount of goals right, but doesn't work. <laughs> that's doesn't work. That's the so I can take from that. Yes, and uh, Nice Marseille. I'm not giving you the points because the <laughs> game was really? postponed. <laughs> well, we never know what was going to happen. That game had 15 minutes left. However, uh, as things stand, because not all of our players have played in the fantasy league, you would be getting the extra point due to having. Uh, beat me this week, but we'll let you know on Thursday's show how it is. We are relying on two players. You're relying on the West Ham right back and your Tillemans. Yeah, Vladimir Sufal. West Ham left back, Aaron Cresswell and Jerry Tillemans. And and (laughs) so I'm hoping uh, Sufal has an assist and scores, and you're hoping that Cresswell does the exact same. I always made the mistake of taking the captain's armband off Danny Ings. The one time I put it on Bruno, and look what he goes and does. Gets Bastard. one point. Fortunately for me, I left it with uh, Mo Salah this week. Barely got rolled out, didn't it? I mean, he didn't do that great. Yeah, I mean, he only got the six points. Praise so. for Reece James. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't had a player in double figures yet this Where's week. I've got two of So I'm hoping, I'm praying that Tielemans and Sufal absolutely ball out this weekend. Uh, tonight, sorry, not this weekend. Right, uh, I believe that is everything to uh, draw to yeah. a close. Um, later on this week, we'll obviously have the draw for the Champions League, Europa League, and the Europa Conference League on Thursday evening. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, and give us a fast star rating wherever you are listening to. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at OffTCPod. And we will see you later on this week for preview in terms of everything Premier League and reaction to the Carabao Cup as well, which second round kicks off tomorrow and on Wednesday. I don't think I'll be on here the same if I see my team lose to Barra. <laughs> and this is actually the first chance Arsenal have of a win this season as they travel to West Brom. Well, are you sure that that's even guaranteed? <laughs> no. Definitely not guaranteed. But until later on this week, like we said, it's goodbye from Brad. See ya. Goodbye from me, and we'll see you soon.